There are plenty of intriguing names still on the free agent market that the Minnesota Wild could take a look at. We discuss a few of them on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we take a look at a couple of intriguing names for the Minnesota Wild to look at in free agency, as well as the approach that Bill Guerin is taking now that most of the big free agent dominoes have settled. We'll look at all of that here on today's show. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now guiding you through the offseason here on Lockdown Wild. Bill Guerin, of the mindset that the Wild need at least one more body to kind of fill things out. And uh, so as we touched on right after the big dominoes fell in free agency, uh, the Wild playing things in a, a patient manner because as this process gets further and further drawn out, some of these players are going to start to get antsy to sign contracts. And that's when a team like the Wilds, is able to potentially pounce on some of the names that uh, are going to be out there. And let's let's just look first and foremost at, at what the Wilds still need at this point. And I think if we narrow in on offense, obviously the big domino that fell for the Wilds losing Kevin Fiala in the, uh, the trade with the Kings a lot of goals to try to replace and it'd be nice to not have to you know throw all of that on Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi's plate be nice to bring somebody else in who could help kind of even out that workload maybe it gets to be where it's a completely team effort to uh, to fill out uh, that entire line to try to uh, to replicate some of those goals so I think a wing probably, a wing or a center, I think probably the, uh, the spot that uh, the Wild could still afford to add a piece. You've got Ryan Hartman. You've got Jewel Eriksson-Eck. You've got Marco Rossi probably taking center spots on this team. And depending on if Freddie Goudreau stays with, those, with Boldy and Rossi, he could end up being the fourth-line center. So... Center position has some options going into next year, but uh, it would be nice to maybe get a veteran to uh, to assist in the uh, in the center category. So we're going to look at some names here today, and I wanted to start with one who was interestingly enough linked to the Minnesota Wild, although the source. Not the uh, the most credible, but I I had a uh, I had a follower on Twitter 
alert me to the fact that uh, this player that we're going to start by talking about was actually had it on his Wikipedia page. Again, I know the source. Had it on his Wikipedia page that he was a current member of the Minnesota Wilds, which was not accurate because nobody had mentioned anything about it being the case. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting tie. It has since been changed. But uh, we're talking about a player who has bounced around a couple of times so far in his NHL career, uh, Mr. Evan Rodriguez. Now, you look at the numbers on the surface. um, He has already been in the league since 2015-2016. And so currently... 28 years old, but has been a guy that, you know, has has not really, I think is still kind of trying to find that uh, that spot at the NHL level. Started his career with Buffalo and uh, had a, a few seasons in which he, um, he contributed in a, a meaningful way. Topped out at a career high 74 games, 9 goals, 20 assists in 2018-2019 at the age of 25. But uh, after that, was traded to Pittsburgh, ended up playing in 45 games the next season, then 35 this past uh, two years ago. Played in a full 82 games this past season with Pittsburgh, who dealt with no shortage of injuries um, throughout the, uh, the course of the season. Career-high 82 games, career-high 19 goals, career-high 24 assists, 43 points, and... Um, by all accounts, had uh, a, a really good season uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but uh, the Penguins did not uh, elect to uh, to try to retain him. And so uh, it is a situation that um, Rodriguez is testing the free agent market and has not signed as of yet, and so um, you know, is, is an option for the Minnesota Wilds to try to uh, find somebody to add to that mix on the third line. And what I, what I like that we see um, from a guy like Rodriguez is that he is somebody who, at least based on the, uh, the statistics from this past season, uh, is not somebody that um, is going to be shy about uh, shooting the puck. Had... Uh, 243 shots uh, this past season, which was well over a uh, career high, um, shattering his previous career high set back in that season um, with Buffalo. Now, I'm going to make a comparison, and I'm just going to throw it out there because it it seems similar to uh, to what we saw with the guy who is currently centering the... um, the top line for the Minnesota Wild. It just it looks similar, um, at least in terms of, of statistics. It looks similar to uh, the path that uh, that Ryan Hartman has been on. Uh, Rodriguez had a one season in which he uh, he had the nine goals, but beyond that, you know, right around six or seven a, per season, and then all of a sudden with Pittsburgh and. Uh, I'm sure some good line mates uh, around him 
blooms into 19 goals, has a career high in every offensive category across the board. Now, the things that worry me here is that that was happening at the age of 28. So are you going to be getting a player who has finally kind of figured it out? Or are you going to be getting a player who is kind of a flash in the pan, had some of the right circumstances mixed together to create this season that looked really good, but was not sustainable? It would depend on what the Wild need him to be, and we, I think we laid it out pretty good, is that you would hope that he could be a uh, competent linemate with the likes of Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy. If you don't believe that Freddie Goudreau can replicate what he did this past season and you want to move him into more of a um, defense-first role, which I think he's probably more comfortable with, if you don't believe that Freddie Goudreau can be a fit as a wing on that line, then this would make some sense on a short term, kind of prove it to make sure that uh, this isn't just, you know, this isn't just like a one-hit wonder where these 19 goals happened because the, the Penguins were able to put some good line mates around him and he capitalized off of good opportunities. If that's not the case, this would be a signing that they, uh, the Wilds should certainly uh, check into as a guy who maybe um, was just not able to crack the lineup and now finally did. And... Um, was rewarded for it. So Evan Rodriguez, an intriguing name because of the link previously, but also because he represents an opportunity to uh, to assist in filling the Kevin Fiala void as uh, a capable scorer um, on the wing. So it uh, would be an interesting route for the Wild to look. Um, also has uh, the ability to play a little center as well, which certainly doesn't hurt. So it, uh, it adds versatility to the lineup. Um, at the end of the day, we'll throw this into the category of one that the Wild should at least kick the tires on. And I would imagine with the fact that he was a member of the Penguins, that if Bill Guerin wants this to happen, it will. But we'll have to wait and see. So that's that's one name that I think is intriguing as a potential option for the Minnesota Wild to uh, to throw into the mix. Uh, we'll take a look at a couple of others here uh, the rest of the show, including a player who was not given a qualifying offer by his team and another player who kind of put it all together this past season. And so we'll continue looking at some intriguing options for the Minnesota Wild on today's episode of Locked on Wild. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. So stop drooling and listen. These are good for you as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. 
So go to Built.com and make sure that you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. And if you go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 to dive into the amazing flavors at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And for listeners, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Running all this week, Locked On is giving you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available starting this week on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So we talked Evan Rodriguez as a potential intriguing option for the Minnesota Wilds to take a look at. Um, now, he falls, I think, into more of the, the journeyman category if we're looking at, uh, at wings. Uh, this next player is one who could maybe go into the category of up-and-comer that just needs an opportunity with a new team. Uh, we're talking about Sonny Milano, formerly of the Anaheim Ducks. Now, another player who has been on two teams so far in his NHL career, cracked into the NHL for a cup of tea back in 2015-2016, played in a handful of games in his age 19 and 20 season, broke out in 2017-2018 with 14 goals in 55 games. Uh, Beyond that, played another 55 games in 2019-2020 as a 23-year-old, had seven goals, followed that up with a five-goal season, uh, then was traded to Anaheim um, in 2019-2020. Only played in six games two years ago, and then this past year, 66 games. He had 14 goals, 20 assists, or 34 total points. Um, Milano, I think, profiles more for specifically what the Wilds uh, were missing or going to be missing with the loss of Kevin Fiala. So you're replacing... um, you're replacing the center position on that line with Marco Rossi. And so you don't have that player necessarily on the edge that is the uh, the speed burner and can take advantage of some uh, breakaway opportunities to uh, to try to score the puck. And so over at um, zone coverage, uh, Aaron Heckman did a nice write-up on some uh, free agent options for the Minnesota Wild. He dove in a little further to Sonny Milano. And uh, I wanted to just throw some things at you um, that Milano brings to the table. So as for Milano, it's shocking that the Anaheim Ducks didn't give him a qualifying offer. Milano has struggled since scoring 14 goals as a 21-year-old in 2017-2018, but scored 14 goals last season and appears to be on the rise. A major reason why losing Fiala hurts is because of his lethal transition game and his ability to move the puck up the ice and easily enter the offensive zone. Well, a player like Milano succeeds in that area with an 80% entry success rate. It's not every day that a player with Milano's statistical profile is available and affordable. It's difficult to imagine him getting more than something in the $3 million range for his next contract, Given his two-way game and playmaking ability, the Wild should be all over signing him 
especially since he has a better chance of replacing Fiala's production than, say, Tyson Jost. Now, that brings up an interesting thing as well that I think a signing like this would do. Because let's, let's just look at the chess pieces for signing a wing to play on that line with Boldy and Rossi. Moves Freddie Goudreau to the fourth-line center with Connor Dewar and Brandon Duhame. And it also allows Tyson Jost to be kind of a a rover, I think is probably the best way to put it. Somebody who could fill in on the fourth line, he can fill in on the Rossi line, can fill in a couple of different spots depending on what is needed for this team. That was, I think, one of the areas that, um, that Jost assisted this team down the stretch is that when there were players with various injuries um, down the stretch, you know, Matt Boldy getting hurt and uh, a couple of other players, he was able to slot onto that line with Fiala and Goudreau. He was able to slot into the fourth line. He played a little bit on the grief line as well. And so a player that can give you some versatility, and I think that would help deepen this lineup a little bit as somebody who is comfortable playing with with different line mates um, would allow Jost to, I think, uh, do well in that role. So focusing on a wing for that line then just allows everybody to kind of slip down the lineup a little bit because there's probably not there's probably not a high likelihood that Freddie Goudreau has the same sort of offensive season that um, that he had this past year. So you can take some pressure off of him by putting him in a spot where he is able to, you know, focus on focus on the defense a little more, as opposed to, you know, keeping up with uh, Matt Boldy and Kevin Fiala. So Milano is another option that uh, I think would be intriguing for this team. And again, you know, these guys are continuing to be available. It doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of steam on them, which could be a concerning sign, but it also means that, you know, as this process continues, the Wild are going to get to a spot where they can make an offer and whoever they want to go with is probably going to say yes because of a lack of other offers. So, Evan Rodriguez, Sonny Milano. Now, we focus mostly on wings, but there is a name who could add a little veteran punch to this team if they want to go the route of, um, of adding a center. And so we'll uh, finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild discussing that mystery player after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. So we talked to Evan Rodriguez, who could be center, could be a wing, a little versatility there. Sonny Milano, who could come in and be a wing. If the Wild do want to add a center to the mix, there's a veteran name out there who could potentially be a relatively cheap option uh, for the Wild to consider. That, of course, is Paul Stastny. Now, a couple of things. First off, right off the bat, I know he is 36. 
And so he is uh, is really getting up there. And that's concerning because at some point, you as a player, the older you get, the likelihood of your production just going into, well, going into a spot where you start to really show your age is likely. But if you look at what Stastny did this past season, uh, he ended up with, he had 21 goals in 71 games for Winnipeg, had 45 points overall. And, you know, you look at his production over the last, all the way back to his days in St. Louis. I mean, he's been, he has only had one season in which he has not recorded above 10 goals. And that was back in 2012-2013 when he played just 40 games uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. He's been a 20-goal scorer several times. A lot of those, though, early on in his career. It's understandable. But, you know, still a guy who can give you around 15 goals a season and has been a really good face-off guy for a large majority of his career. Face-off's not the end-all, be-all, but it is it is a nice thing to be able to win a face-off as a center. And so if the Wild want to go that route and they want to add a tried-and-true veteran center to the mix and somebody who you know, can step in on one of those lines and uh, can give you some veteran minutes, uh, Stastny would be a, a good route to go. Now, for him, obviously, at this point in his career, winning is going to take a priority. So if the Wilds can convince him that they offer a good opportunity to do that, then he would be willing to sign here, I'm sure. But the, the thing that I worry about here is again just the age and it's it's not to say that it, it wouldn't be a situation where the wild sign him to say like a one year deal and just cut bait after that ends up having a good season it's entirely possible that that would happen but it's also possible that you sign a player to a contract at that age and it just doesn't work out i mean we're we're looking at the possibility of that happening with Marc-Andre Fleury and the contract that he just signed. Does he does he still have enough left in the tank to be able to be productive at his age? You know, this would be another situation with Stastny where you'd probably be having to worry about that too. And for a team that is looking to gradually inject some youth, honestly, if the Wild don't end up adding somebody and a player like Adam Beckman ends up impressing in training camp and ends up winning a roster spot, that's probably the route that I am more for at this point is to give some of those young kids a chance to earn their way into the lineup so we can really see what they've got over these next few years to see if they're going to be part of this next core or if they're going to be able to contribute majorly at the NHL level. But at the end of the day, some solid free agent options for the Wild to consider. Now, we talked mostly offense. Defensively, 
there really isn't a spot that um, really isn't a spot. I I don't think that needs any any sort of free agent signing. Now we are going to probably be missing Jordan Greenway and John Merrill to start the season. So defensively, that is a that's a spot where Alex Goligoski is going to slide in and fill that role. So maybe you add a veteran body that can um, can kind of give you some insurance, or you just bring somebody up from Iowa to uh, to fill that seventh defenseman spot. Um, so that I think is covered. You know, with Jordan Greenway being out of the lineup, then I think that underscores the need for another forward. To, uh, to be brought into the mix. As far as the goalie situation goes, um, I, I, I'm i of the belief now, and I think this has been pretty widely understood based off of the, the jersey they'll be wearing and just kind of how his contract works. Um, Philip Gustafson is going to be the backup goalie. So do you bring in a third goalie to be a veteran combo if Gustafson struggles or is not able to um, perform at the NHL level the way that we hope he does? Maybe. But that'll be something I think that is not resolved until we get closer and closer to training camp. I think the forward spot, one forward or a center, one of the, somebody on offense is I think the most pressing need right now and uh, there will be some maybe veteran bodies that are added for super cheap um, as we get closer to training camp. So whether that happens tomorrow, next week, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And we'll continue to throw out some potential fits uh, for that spot for the Wild here as we move through the rest of the offseason. And uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. So now that your first listen of the day is done, Make sure you head over to the Locked On NHL podcast to get a recap of everything that has happened in free agency so far and a look ahead to some more big decisions for the Calgary Flames. Locked On NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just like Locked On Wilds, listen anywhere, anytime, free of charge. We are keeping you up to date with new episodes coming at you all week long, giving you as much Minnesota Wild information as you can possibly handle, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network.